0: Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly Sarlow. And I'm Mom. I'm Karen. <laughs> um, today we're talking about two specific clients uh, who came for Medical Intuitive Information. And I think maybe we'll just go back and forth and take turns talking about uh, their situations. Does that work?
1: Yeah, you can start by, if you want, you can tell your story. Can I preface it, though, by saying that we change the names?
0: Yeah, always.
1: Um, and that um, quite often clients give consent verbally or written Mm -hmm. or not often, but always, um, that, uh, but that even if they give consent, we change names.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I think except when we're talking about Amanda, (laughs) Amanda just gets named all the time.
2: (laughs) That's Um, so true, eh? right? Okay.
0: Okay. So, um, and I don't know how long this is going to be, but I just, well, you brought up the topic and I thought that Mm -hmm. would be a, a great idea to share. Um, so I'll call mine Leah. Um, or the, the girl that I was seeing, we'll call her Leah. Uh, she has, I think, three three young children, and she and her husband uh, wanted information because one of them uh, was kind of undiagnosed at this point, and they couldn't figure out why she was, um, or sorry, why their son was feeling so terrible. And they had been to see their family doctor and didn't have any answers, and I suppose she was saying that the, the doctor was kind of a dead end for them. Not to be rude, but uh, wasn't offering any other options, wasn't referring out um, if if he wasn't kind of pinpointing what was going on. And so she came in for a session and said, I need to know what's going on with my son. And I can't recall the details, so if, if you do, by all means, jump in. But what came through was that um, he was going to have to meet, or they were going to have to meet two or three doctors before they actually got their answer. And in the channeling, the information was that they were going to first have a a male doctor who they would have to challenge and ask for a referral. They would see a second doctor and then from there need a second opinion from another specialist. And so three doctors in this process were going to lead them to uh, the diagnosis or an actual treatment that was going to help And of course, when you're giving that information, I'm sure as you know, and maybe you feel the same as, is nerves because at this point you can't confirm anything, right? You're just basically saying, try again, uh, challenge, I'm telling her to challenge a doctor. Like that's, that's uncomfortable for me and I'm sure for her as well. Um, but she is just one of those really dedicated clients over the last couple of years who, writes everything down or records on her phone, goes home and really does her work. And so she did go back to the doctor and ask for a referral, which did end up leading to the second doctor, then asked for the second opinion leading to the third, where they were actually able to confirm uh, what was going on in the body and what the bu- what the, the child needed. And I just thought that was really wonderful as an affirmation for myself. And you had said, you know, um, how... I think before we started film or taping this is um how the messages from the other side can help save someone i was just going to ask you then on behalf of
1: the people that are listening because i do know the process yeah. but but maybe they don't so if they're listening to two medical intuitives talking to each other that might be unique mm-hmm. so i'm just going to pretend i'm not a medical intuitive and say to you on their behalf how the hell do you know that so who gave you that information from the other side sure
0: um huh that's a good question i think maybe this goes back to uh, the psychic gifts. And I I always explain it to clients this way. Um, The past and the present, you can confirm it's happened or it's happening. The future, you obviously can't. So if I give you information about the future, I also pair it with something from the past to the present. My very simplified example for everyone is um, if I'm accurate about what you ate for dinner last night, I'm accurate about your career move to years from now just so that they can understand the level of accuracy that's going on. So that was the method, I'll say, that I used. So each time she would ask a question about what she needed to do for her son, I would ask for information that she could confirm, such as um, the color of the hair from the doctor she'd already seen, uh, to, you know, remote viewing and saying, "Is when you walked into the building, did you have to go down a hall to the left, up an elevator, and then to the right? Yep, that's how I get to my doctor's office. Okay, then I'm accurate about the second doctor you're going to meet, right? So as she can confirm certain things, I get to go forward knowing that there's accuracy about the next message that's coming. Is that Oh, it's good for
1: me. I just wanted the the people listening um, to be able to understand what we go through Mm -hmm. or what somebody goes through when they have intuitive gifts Mm -hmm. in any of the six senses. And we could talk about all six senses giving us that those pieces of information, which comes through in your story and in mine. Right.
0: Okay, go ahead. And and, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I just like some people will say, well, who, when you say they said who, and it's like well, sometimes they say that it's the soul, their own, like Leah's own soul, talking to me, um, or sometimes they'll say it's her guides or it's her grandparents, or they'll identify themselves. Sometimes they don't, and I just hear the message. Uh, and there has to be enough uh, enough trust, I guess, on my part to just deliver it, regardless of who, um, even if I can't identify who it is. That's a Pretty amazing thing you just said. Yeah, because you think about the amount of faith that that takes. Because we always want, as humans, we always want to know if we have a credible source. Um, And I don't even know what the source is sometimes. And it's, I'm just repeating it because it comes in with the right intention and it has a a proper feeling to it. uh, And so you share. And so sometimes that's where people, I would
1: think some people think, I'm not trusting that system. Well, that's fine. I will trust a scientific one that can give me an MRI. Mm-hmm. And yet, I'll say, in some cases, when people come to see a medical intuitive, they are, in fact, coming because the MRI hasn't shown anything. Right. And we do get the information, and the MRI gets it two or three
0: mm-hmm.
1: months, weeks, or even years well, l- later.
0: And sorry, I'm interrupting because I'm getting excited, but I just, <laughs> I saw the concussion movie last week, right? Mm-hmm. The, and you know, we tape ahead of time, so this is actually, what, January? Mm-hmm. Um. And they're talking about CTE and diagnosing this in patients with concussions. And mm-hmm. these, uh, this disease or this brain damage, you can't actually find on, find on a scan. So mm-hmm. uh, science can't actually diagnose it until the person has died, mm-hmm. right? Because they need to shave pieces of the brain away from itself to actually locate the gray matter that's, that's, um, that's forming. But anyway, sometimes you can't wait for science. Uh,
1: that's my point. Mm hmm. Uh, I know it's both our points. Uh, OK, so is there more to your story? I know we can go back to it and stuff. But sure.
0: Yeah. I, there, There isn't more to it. I think. Um, well, maybe maybe I just wanted to say thank you to Leah code codename um, for for being an advocate for her son, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is incredible because I, uh, we all want to be advocates for the people who can't speak up, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's your mother who's passing away in the hospital or it's a child, it doesn't matter the age. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes there isn't a 100% reason to trust the source, but you do because you love them and you want something to work. And mm-hmm. she took a message that she perceived there to be um, accuracy and went with it. And it
1: Well, you know what, Kelly, sometimes in, even in the medical community, I know everybody knows this, they, they have certain information that's factual. Yes, you have cancer you have to have chemo you have to have radiation to survive this isn't always true right because and they know it too it's the best right shot Mm -hmm. it's the best avenue or the best try and that maybe sometimes it's not maybe a naturopath is the best shot or maybe juicing or or mm-hmm. going to yoga or, um, telling your, uh, telling people the truth, or mm-hmm. I don't know, there's a whole, like, there's a, there are lots of things here, different diet. There's, there are lots of answers. Um, I'm just saying that as a, med, as medical intuitives, we realize that we can be part of the process with all the other professionals right? and that we're not suggesting even as energy healers, um, we don't ever say just do energy healing you may feel that you have to do it in combination with traditional mm-hmm. things. I say traditional meaning that traditional is science because that so far in our North American culture to some degree for certain cultures is that if science says go to chemo and radiation that people don't even question it and go. Mm-hmm. But we also know more and more now by visiting other countries and cultures that there are other choices too. Mm-hmm. And, I'll say too that some of our own cultures, right here, that are native to this land, um, they have their own ways of of dealing and healing the body as well. And that we're trying to say that it's inclusive instead of that uh, we have to, we're a replacement. We're not trying to replace something. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. So then, um, just before you go to your story, you asked if I had anything else. And I think my thank you. To Leah is that she actually came back and gave me the affirmations. Oh, lovely! Because you you know we don't always get those. Um, they could people can get their information, walk away, and never really tell us what they do with it or don't do with it. And I remember her um, contacting me afterwards and just saying, "Kelly, I challenged the first and the second doctor." got to the third and I got my answers and I think i am picking on doctors but they get to see results right they and maybe some of them would argue that they don't that patients don't follow up but if they are following testing and whatnot they do get to see the progression of of how clients are doing um, and we don't often get to have that. So I was really thankful that she could come back and say, mm. you were right about the hair color. You were right about the higher voice. Um, you were right about the, the color of his shirt that he was wearing when he saw me that day and where the building was. Mm. And it was just, it was just wonderful because it builds, it helps me build uh trust in, in my own gifts. Right. Mm-hmm. And to, I won't say feel any less nervous cause I don't think that ever really goes away, but, um, to trust the the love and the intention of which I'm working with and the other side is
2: mm-hmm. working with. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Do I yeah. launch into my story? Okay. Um,
1: mine was a couple of years ago, so I'm hoping that I remember it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to call her um, Maggie. Maggie. Sure. So Maggie came to see me. She was from out of town And, um, when she walked into the room, I didn't know when, when she booked her appointment, what her appointment was for or anything about her, just her first name. And, uh, when she walked into the treatment room, she was walking towards the treatment table, Mm -hmm. um, which not a lot of people do most come in and sit down in the chairs first and make a decision after we ask or I ask for consent, what Mm -hmm. they want to do, sit or lay down, whatever. But she went right to the, she was moving towards the table and I said, um, your mom's here and she tells me that she's died. And she turned around and looked to me. And I said, uh, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to ask for consent first." <laughs> I said, "But I got excited." And I said, "May I are you here for medium?" She said, "Oh my god, yes." She says, "I'm I would love to hear from mom." So I said, "Okay." I said, "Mom's going to do your session today and she says you want medical intuitive." So hopefully people are hearing that you don't have to split and book one appointment for medical intuitive and one appointment for medium, that you can do both together and energy healing, all of it. Um, so she said, uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I needed I need some medical information from you. And I said, okay. I said, uh, your mom says she's going to guide it and she's going to help me um, give you your information. And I said, but we'll get through consent first and then we got to talk. So we did consent and then I said she says you have really bad breath. And she looked at me and she said, pardon me. And I said, uh, she says you have very bad breath. And I said, let me clarify. This is not my opinion. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm not smelling your breath and, and insulting you. And she goes, no, no, no. She says, I'm stunned. She says, because I do have very bad breath. And it is so bad, I can't stand my own breath. I can't even stand tasting it on the back of my tongue. And I said, oh, so I said, do you want to lay on the table? And she goes, I do. So she laid on the table and I said, may I come over? And yes. So I went over near her. I said, may I sit beside you? Yes. May I do energy healing? Yes. And I said, may I combine it with the medical intuitive and the medium? Can we put it together? Yes, you can. So with all of that there, I said, she's saying that you have a problem. Um, How did she describe it? She said, your breath is trying to tell you that you're being poisoned. Oh, wow. And she goes, No, I'm not. And I said, Yeah, you are. I love. Sorry. And she goes, No, I'm not. And I said, I'm not arguing with you. I don't give a shit. And it's not, I'm not, yeah, exactly. I said, I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I'm simply giving you a message. It's for you to listen, not for you to argue, for you to hear. And she goes, well, okay. So I said, she's saying that you have cancer. And she goes, no, I don't. And I said, (laughs) I said, well, I thought you were here for medical intuitive, like you're asking me, I'm trying to give you information and you're just denying everything. Well, my doctor says I don't. And I, and I remember this was hugely about her doctor. And I said, well, I, I'm not, I'm not arguing with a doctor. I I have nothing to do with the medical profession. And I said, my gifts of intuition are just simply that I'm giving you messages. And I said, You get to do with it what you want. And I said, But your mom is saying that um, you do have um, cancer and that your breath is, is you're trying, your body's trying to tell you something and that you're supposed to continue on until you find a doctor that affirms that. And she stayed for the hour. She asked lots of questions. I don't remember everything that came through. I, I, I wish I knew or could remember more. And there, so anyway, I just, but I, the point of the story is, is that she left and, um, she called me, uh, I think it was like very, the very next day. Um, no. Are you remembering something? Yeah.
0: Oh, go. Then how? I want to interject because you made, you made a point and I'm sure people are probably hanging on to this when you said you're being poisoned. Um, mm. you had actually said your doctor's killing you. Oh, and you really? said that she was on medication. Yeah, I remember this. You came out oh. kind of distraught from your session. And you said that um, the doctor had been giving her medication uh, that was killing her. Okay, And I, you're probably going to take it now. I remember some of it. She went to, a sec- to get a second opinion. Well, wait, I remember that yep. part. Okay, I can, get, I can come
1: back now. I didn't remember that statement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she called the next day and she told me how much she hated me. She told me how terrible I was at my job. She said how mean of a person I was, uh, referred to me, I think, as something like a bitch, and um, said, how dare I? How dare I have the nerve to say things like this to people? Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she attacked me, I'll say personally, mm-hmm. as, a, as a human, that I could stoop to that kind of a level to take money from people. Mm -hmm. and um was really really angry extremely and made had had no problems letting me know what she thought of me as a profession uh, or a professional my and the profession or if you want to call it that she didn't see it that way which makes me wonder why she came to begin with but Mm -hmm. anyhow she said that she came because her friends suggested that she come Mm -hmm. um and that um, she went back and told all of her friends in this town or city where she lives how horrible I am, and that she was making sure that everybody in her community knew what a terrible lying woman I was, and that she was going to do her best to ruin my reputation and I really and honestly didn't know what to say because i'm I am really doing my job in that none of it was my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: None of it was based on any evidence, it was based on channeling information as a medium as a medical intuitive and as an energy healer. That's it. In a nutshell, did my job. That was it. And so that was it she hung up. And then it was probably, I would say about a year later that she booked an appointment to come back but at this point I haven't got a clue who she is don't remember her name don't remember anything about her session nothing she just gave me her first name she came for her appointment she walked in and she just got into the treatment room stopped turned around I wasn't even sitting down yet to ask for permission or anything and she said she took my hands and she said my dear I came here to apologize and i had no idea what for so i just said okay i said and i was just willing to listen to the apology mm-hmm. that was it and she said i came to see you and i have i have a real story to tell you she said um you saved my life and i said um okay so go ahead tell me and she said i came here and this is what happened and then i left and i called you the next day and then i remembered her yeah <laughs> when she said which how she behaved that the, the Interesting, because that's what I remembered the most, was how, how, how vicious the attack was. Mm -hmm. Um, Because she didn't want to hear any of it. Because she didn't want to hear anything, she had, there was no problem in her ripping me to pieces. And, um, so anyway, she said that she went home after that. She told her husband all about me and he, so he just listened. He didn't, I guess he didn't say very much. She told her friends, of course, she did all her best. She told me right to my face that she did her best to totally destroy my reputation. So that was that. And at this point, I'm just listening. I said nothing because I'm, I, I'm just processing my feelings actually. And then she said that she got extremely sick that she went, oh, she went to her doctor, um, that he confirmed she had cancer. Now, I'm I'm really making things short, but this mm-hmm. is one year. So she did find out that it was correct. Her mom and I had, well, I'll say her mom and I, because I just relayed the message. It was from her mom who had died, that she did have cancer, and that the doctor was giving her a drug. Um, but he did not realize that, I think at that point that she had cancer. I can't recall that detail. But what happened was she was, he, she told him about me and he took a strip off of me mm-hmm. to her. He was going around his community saying, don't you go see that mm-hmm. medical intuitive. That's no such thing. What a liar. He, he was going around. So she was saying that the two of them, she was very honest with me. She was saying that he was doing this to me and that she was, I won't say his name. Cause it, it really, who cares? And then, um, Um, so he gave her this medicine and she talked about her breath to him and that this was supposed to be a sign. This is what, you know, he said, that's all lies. He upped her medication. And he, I was just going to say, and he increased it. Mm -hmm. And as a result of increasing the medication that I, that her, I'll say me slash her mom had said was causing the problem, he retaliated by basically saying, screw that, I'll just increase it and we'll show you that I'm on the right track Mm -hmm. and this woman doesn't know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Which is just interesting behavior to me. I don't care. It's just interesting to hear that behavior in somebody. Mm -hmm. It's like oppositional defiance. Yeah, because that has nothing to do with me. That's not about me. So anyway, so then she got sicker and sicker to the point where one day she couldn't get out of bed. She was bleeding out of her rectum. Mm -hmm. um and she wouldn't even she was sleeping like all day all night and her husband got to the point where he didn't know what to do because she wasn't even being responsive Mm -hmm. and a friend of his i think i i think um was a an oncologist in montreal or quebec or something quebec city yeah and so he put his wife in the car and drove to montreal or whatever city it was and um. immediately, like, like, literally, that's how sick she was. Mm-hmm. And he was, this is her story. Now, I'm not making this up. She's relaying this story to me. Stop her, justifying this. Okay, that her husband put her in the car, drove her to Montreal, saw her, his friend, the oncologist, the oncologist said she had cancer. And that's when the husband decided to tell the his friend, doctor, mm-hmm. that about me about the bad breath about the fact that this is this drug she was taking was going to kill her and was poisoning her, and so the doctor then asked the husband for the list of medication his wife was taking because she's now I think unconscious mm-hmm. and he's uh, or in and out but mm-hmm. not coherent and so the husband provides the list of drugs that she's been prescribed, and the oncologist is able then to confirm that in fact the drugs are I think he said putting a hole through her stomach. Mm-hmm. If, are, if all the terms are accurate because again my medical background is zero so as a medical intuitive it's intuitive information mm-hmm. so he was explaining that she had was was oh she was so sick she was dying so he said thank god you. you got her here she would be dead so this oncologist was able to help his wife um, with whatever. And this part I don't know, and she did not explain, but he was able then to go forward. But he called the doctor. This is how it was explained to me, was that he called the doctor to explain about the medication so he wouldn't keep prescribing it for this his, the patient, mm-hmm. the wife. So she came forward to tell me the truth. She came forward to thank me for th- for saving her life, um, for listening to her mom and the fact that her mom and in her intention to begin with was trying to give her signs to save her life mm-hmm. and that all of the other stuff that you're listening to got in the way, however you hear it, whatever lessons you learn and that I, our job, you and I, as medical intuitives and mediums is just to keep relaying the messages Mm -hmm. and for people to do with it what they want. So this was a story of where somebody decided to make it personal about me instead of understanding that the job is to relay messages and energy and to be a conduit of that. And that whatever they do with it is about their lessons and what they're to learn. So she came back to apologize to me to give me validations, to explain the story and to fill in so that I could understand. And I'll say, it really does give you amazing closure to hear that. Yeah. But also it gives you confidence. It gives me, <laughs> um, to, and confidence is, is huge in an area where science hasn't, I, I won't say this yet, I'll say I used to think science wouldn't back it up. I would have said that before, but now that I'm reading all these books about quantum physics and physicists, they do back it up. I could now give a list Mm -hmm. of science that says medical intuitives are accurate.
0: But who's reading them?
1: (laughs) No, that's just the thing. Um, Very few people are reading them. However, some of them are now on TED Talks, on Mm TED.com, and places like that, and Amazon and chapters and different companies are promoting the books mm-hmm. and they are giving these physicists. I thought you and I were the ones that were struggling trying to have a voice, but to hear that physicists are struggling to have a voice and to explain these things to people was, was was, was I'll say, somewhat humbling for me to realize that we're on the same team. And yet we don't, sometimes we don't know, but I'm reading some physicists who do, who are on our side. And who really do want to help us, um, and that's nice to know that that, that there's a t- that the, there's a tipping point coming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It is nice. So anyway, I think it's interesting that um, there's an understanding that it can work and that it that it exists. But the problem for all of us to believe it is that we can't find a language to explain it, and so mm-hmm. we think that's disproved, or mm-hmm. we think that it can't be real mm-hmm. just because we can't put into English, what it all is and what the process is. Right. Yeah, Because I mean, from one, from one treatment to the next, I don't need a dead person to help me see inside a body. Mm -hmm. I can do that. I'll say just with, with the gifts themselves. Right. But in other situations, it is the mother who walks in and says, look at the scans, you know, and it is, it is the dead person who says, let's talk about her medical situation. And so, yeah, it comes through in different ways. Yes. And so will the next argument from science be that dead people can't tell you medical information, but medical intuitives on their own are okay, but don't go see a medium. Mm -hmm. I find that really fascinating. I do
1: too. And that's why I love, I say it so many times every day, why I love the fact that we do such a variety, Mm -hmm. that there is medical intuitive energy healing. Um, Which encompasses so many modalities, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's physics-based or whether it's shamanism, whether it's totally spiritual, um, an ancient alchemical healing, um, whether it's um, remote viewing, Mm -hmm. being able to go into a hospital and look at test results because we're remote viewing. Mm -hmm. Like there there are just so many different gifts for you and I because we use all six senses.
0: Yeah. And then to throw in the mix of the soul contracts where dead people and the souls themselves can tell us all the medical intuitive information we could possibly dream of but that sometimes the soul contract isn't for the person to stay and so mm-hmm. let's say Leah's little boy wasn't meant to live past seven and he said yeah well you can go to the next doctor and you can go to the third doctor and they will have a cure but I didn't write it in my contract to be a human past seven or eight years old yeah so could you not tell my mom
2: yeah and I- it's like
0: oh oh okay there's so many uh yeah the nerves never go away it's true because in everything we do we have you and
1: I we have to check in with I call it my the higher council or the guides meaning that the ethic uh, people on earth would call it your ethics um or an ethicist Uh, you know you should have one sitting beside you filtering before you give any messages and for me I don't need your
0: ex-husband trying to do that
1: Oh, we went somewhere dark. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you did. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know what to do with that. My point is you only filter what the other side tells you to filter.
1: Yes. And that we're always checking in. I say we because I know you, but it, it becomes... It becomes conscious that sometimes that we have to check in and say, am I supposed to say it or not? Mm. Um, because the ego, ha- uh, can, I know my ego can jump in. We did a show all about our ego and how wow. I named mine, Abby. Sometimes she could jump in and say, oh, don't say it. Don't say it don't you might say be wrong. It. Yeah, don't say he has cancer. Don't do it, Karen. And Abby jumps in and scares the poop out of me so that I don't know if I should say it or not. But at that point, that's when I look at my guide and my guide goes, yes or no. And if my guide goes, yes, Abby, she has to take a seat. And she does, because I do have to say, yes, I am getting, I'm being told yes. And I am so black and white about it because I know how to put Abby in the chair.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Where her fear is not more important than the message. What the person does with the message is their business. Cal, can I... Can we go to something that you were talking about? Mm -hmm. Sorry, It was a beautiful segue into something I I did want to bring up in one of the shows. Um, Quite often, um, and I don't know how to really get around to this, but quite often it's so hard to describe and put, we were talking about terminology, Mm -hmm. vocabulary, words, expressions, phrases, all the whole thing about communicating through your throat. Mm -hmm. And that in the English language, we don't have... enough words to describe everything right so we have no words yet and this is why you know when NASA comes up with a new technology they create a new word for it so they're allowed to it's like oh you guys go ahead I guess you know you're just so smart over there you can create new words but that in what we do it's like we have to be able to create new words for experiences too and yet, I'll say as healers or shamans or medical intuitives or whatever, that there is there isn't always a word to describe it. It's mm-hmm. a, it's it's about the emoting. It's mm-hmm. the emotions, or that, and and I learned this from one of my sisters in law who speaks in a different language, and she once said to me, "It's interesting that in English, Karen, um, you have one word for love. In another cultures or another languages." There are so many words to describe love because there's so many kinds of ways you love. You don't love your husband the way you love your son. You don't love cookies the way you love blah, blah, fill in the blank. She says, but you guys have one word for love. You love cookies, you love your husband, and you love your son. What the hell? Mm -hmm. And it's not all the same real in-depth feeling Mm -hmm. because on on a level inside, they are three different things, but we have one word. And so I wanted to bring that up because that's something that we struggle with in what we do mm-hmm. because language doesn't allow us to explain it all the time. And because we don't have it, people just like, oh, then that's bullshit
2: mm-hmm.
1: because they're there or that's weird because there isn't a full language for it.
0: Okay. I love that. And that was something that I actually studied in, in university in psychology, uh, specifically what you're talking about. The other thing, or a similar point that I wanted to bring up is that having no medical background and having to explain to someone what's going on in their body is terrifying.
2: Mm-hmm. because
0: you don't always have the right words.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and sometimes when you have the right words, they don't understand it either because your client doesn't have a medical background, right? Mm-hmm. So they can't confirm that on the spot either. But I know that sometimes we've been describing something physical that's going on and we'll say, well, I'm seeing sparkles or I'm I'm in the brain and all I can see, I'm, I'm seeing trees, but I'm being told it's the brain. But then when you sit down with someone, and we've, we're very fortunate to have um, a variety of... Um, friends in different kinds of careers where they can say, well, hold on, you are in the brain. Brains look like trees here. Here's what an axon and a dendrite look mm-hmm. like. It looks exactly like a tree. Mm-hmm. And we will we'll say, well, it looks like electricity running from each little each mm-hmm. little tree branch to tree branch. And they'll say, yes, that's how a thought travels in, mm-hmm. in the brain. Um, so it's so neat that Some people will discredit you because you can't use the word axon and dendrite. Mm -hmm. But if you say to someone, I'm in the tree and there's electricity running from the branches, that some people will be able to say, yes, Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. We're using different words, but it's the same. It's the same concept. Mm -hmm. And there's an openness to understand one another and to communicate and to share a vocabulary and to learn from one another. So that when we say sparkles and they can go, I'm like you say, I see fireworks going off in the brain yep she had an aneurysm. It something exploded mm-hmm. right like they can equate it. they can find the common ground um so that there's there's um a respectful understanding of both i'll say the scientific and the intuitive gifts right mm-hmm. if we if we really need to separate them
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like you said, Cal, sometimes.
1: Even if I did have the right vocabulary, and I could say axons and dendrites, if they're not educated and they don't get it, no. it doesn't make a difference that I have the right vocabulary. Right. So I could have a nine-year university degree and be a medical, whatever, doctor, scientist, and I still can't connect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, st- I listened to a TED Talk uh, last night. I was listening to a few of them from physicists. Oh my God, totally lost me. And I was just sitting there going, "Uh, I think I have to check out of my left brain because my right brain totally knows what he's talking about. So he was talking about going into different dimensions. The the left brain wants to like sit and Google each word. (laughs) Yes. So I'm listening to the physicist and he was like, yes, and you know, there are other Earths and it was about other Earth-like planets Mm -hmm. and he was talking you know and there's this and there's that and it's a wormhole or whatever and I'm thinking what the hell is all of that and so my left brain is like I can't conceptualize it but it's like oh Karen just go into the right side and as soon as I'm off into the right side it's like oh my god I totally know what a wormhole is yeah it's like oh yeah I totally get that that's lime green and this one and there's codes in the walls and and I told and it's numerical and then there's geometric shapes and it's like I totally get it But if I wanted to try and relate to what the physicist was saying, I couldn't. However, if the physicist actually showed us how they got the experiment to get it, instead of putting it into words, I might have got it. Faster. (laughs) But the physicist had to put it into words. Mm -hmm. So then I thought, well, hold up. Maybe he's as frustrated as I am. Yeah. And, and because it's like going from one level of understanding and having to sift it into language Mm -hmm. and what gets lost in language. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Cool, cool conversation.
0: Yeah. Are you wanting to go anywhere else with that?
1: No, I think I'm going to, I I think we'll keep this one this short and just invite people to
0: connect and start another podcast. How's that? Sure. Yeah. So if, um, if anyone listening has questions or comments about what they heard today, uh, you can email us at info at and we'd be happy to, uh, to generate more conversation with everyone. Thanks for listening.